There are a few things that we can't live without, food being one of those. And I want to break down what's happening right now. It's unfortunate. The first thing that we need to discuss is the empty shelves. This has been going on now. I've been hearing reports about this from literally all around the world. Some places worse than others. I want to show you some updates right now. The second thing is debt and interest on that debt and how that overburdens individuals. And the third thing is energy prices. All of this connects in together. And I will try to break that down as quickly and concisely as I possibly can. And if you stay until the end, I'm going to show you what some people are doing to reduce their food bills. Let's begin. Now, I have been hearing from people all different places, and they've been telling me about the empty shelves. Now, it's not every store. This isn't completely bare, but many of the products that they normally would have gone to purchase are no longer there to be found. Shoppers astounded by thinning grocery store supplies. It's just empty shelves. From milk to beverages to produce, shoppers are seeing supplies dwindle. Take a look at this. You can see it. It's like a Soviet store during 1981. It's horrible. Honestly, it looks like March of 2020 when everybody was stockpiling and the shelves were bare. You just keep going through and you see all these different quotes. But it's not just here. Look at the comment section of this channel. In my opinion, the best comment section that exists. Okay, besides all the spam, it's just a domino effect. I mean, it's a complete domino effect. It's just kind of scary, whatever it is. I know they need to hurry up and get a straightened out because people will be starving. It's going to get rough if it keeps continuing like that. And that's an absolute fact. Why? Because people are not prepared. People are not ready for this. If you look at what has happened historically, people are less chance of growing a garden. People have less chance of actually keeping some food on hand. Why? Because we've been used to this just-in-time system. And even after 2020, people still don't get it. They go to the store, they buy one pack of pasta, they buy two packs of pasta, buy 50 packs, buy 100 packs. Keep it somewhere safe. When you see it on sale, you buy it in bulk. Why is this become so foreign to the average person? I mean, that's the way it should be done. If you agree with me, hit that thumbs up. Okay, everything, meat, egg, dairy, certain breads are wore out, most vegetables. It was all fresh items. Take a look. Empty, empty, empty. You could see that here. Shoppers seeing this all over the stores, been down like this. I think we're about to have a food shortages. Uh, food shortage, everything is pretty empty. Now you could say, ah, oh, it's just one store, but it isn't. I've seen this from all over the place, really, and it is so unfortunate. What's happening though? In addition to all of this, yes, there's the shortages, supply chains, all that. But we've got inflationary pressures, and the Federal Reserve is now saying, we are going to stop it. High inflation poses a threat to the job market. That's what Jerome Powell had to say. He was grilled by Congress once again. This happens every so often. And here he comes out to save the day to make sure that everybody knows Jerome Powell is on the case. If we have to raise interest rates more over time, we will. So the expectation is that they are going to increase interest rates in basically two months from now. And that was a huge U-turn from where they were at previously. 
there wasn't even the slightest insinuation of an interest rate increase coming in 2022. I mean, that, that no way, no way. And that was just a couple months ago. And now suddenly they are going full force into it. Okay. America's households are squeezed by higher food costs, gas, rent, autos, and many other items. The Fed is under pressure to rein in inflation by raising rates to slow borrowing and spending. We will talk more about that in just a second, okay? I think it's interesting just simply because the fact that a little while ago they were saying, no, we don't want to do that. There's nothing wrong. Compared with a prior experience shrinking the portfolio last decade, the process now could run, quote, sooner and faster. That is much clearer. We are going to have to be both humble and a bit nimble. That means they want to go fast. Okay, let's be clear. This is Fed speak we're talking about. It's really time for us to begin to move away from those emergency settings to a more, more normal level. It's a long road to normal from where we are saying that that 8.8 trillion, I almost said billion, trillion dollar balance sheet needs to be reduced. How fast can they reduce it? Not without causing a problem, that's for sure. Jeffrey Gundlach sees recessionary pressure building with inflation. Look, let's be honest here. When you have high inflation, when you have higher interest rates, you increase the probabilities of a recession. Should you fear a recession? Well, could be for some, could be a big problem for some. But if you are prepared, you're going to fare better than your peers. And that's a simple matter of fact. Will there be layoffs? It depends on, on how that all unfolds. But it is possible. So we've got to be aware of that. And if we rely on one single income, I think it could be detrimental to some. Now, double line, Jeffrey Gundlach leading the way, does this webcast and, you know, he brings up a lot of good, great information, a lot of good charts. This Bloomberg article just touched on a couple of things. We are going to be more on recession watch than we have been. So, I mean, he's just highlighting what literally what Jerome Powell has highlighted as well. OK, so keep your eyes on all of this. Take note of what's happening today and let's break down what's going on with the average individual. Amid rising prices, American families fall deeper into debt. U.S. households are spending more on housing, food, gas, transportation, and medical care, and falling deeper into the red. This is unbelievable. Really, from credit cards to car loans, the average family now owes $155,000. It's a statistic that's hard to measure, but we know this. Everybody's trying to keep up. With the Joneses or the Kardashians, however you want to look at that. But if you just break it down quite simply, I think it's pretty obvious what's happening. It's that people spend way too much money. If they're making $80,000, suddenly they get a raise. They're making $100,000. That's $20,000 of an increase. What do they do? Do they save that $20,000 in their bank account under their mattress or invest it? Maybe some of it, but a lot of people... They simply go out and upgrade their vehicle. Maybe they put an extension on their home. Maybe they renovate. Maybe they buy this or that, go on vacation, and so on. Now, all those different things, 
they do help out the economy in some way. But the average individual, you know, after the short-term stimulus is gone, well then, they encounter a problem. And that problem is exacerbated by the increase in interest rates. Four on the floor. Markets are betting on almost four rate hikes from the Fed in 2022. Nobody knows what's going to happen. We will see in March. It's two months away. I talked about this, you know, from September very regularly before that, actually. But in September, that we would, in fact, see the tapering of the purchases, not the taper of the balance sheet, but the taper of the purchases of the Federal Reserve come November. It looked like that was the most likely case. That's what happened. November, they started to reduce. December, they started to reduce. And now, we are here. We'll see what happens. It's January. They're simply not only reducing at a slow pace, they're actually increasing the pace at which they're slowing down. Why? Because they need to really turn that back as quick as possible and the potential for actually rate hikes. Now, speaking of rate hikes, it's not just the Fed. It's not just the United States. Canada as well. This is from RBC. We've never really gone back as a society and reduced wages because inflation was temporary. This is permanent, sustained inflation that has to be dealt with through monetary policy. And therefore, we need rapid action this spring. He specifically mentioned that as a series of rate hikes to address it. What is he saying? If you want to calm down inflation, you have to increase interest rates and do it fast. This is... Canada we're talking about here, the most interest rate sensitive country perhaps in the world right now, simply because there's only one industry in Canada, and that is real estate. I should say that's the only one left. Everything revolves around real estate in Canada today. Now, expanding out a little bit further, we're going to look at energy prices. I want to specifically give you some updates on what's going on in Europe. I had shown you Europe, the prices had gone crazy, and thank goodness this has come down. It's not down to where it was before, but certainly off its peak. Netherlands, natural gas, you could see right here on the right-hand side of the chart, it has come down significantly. I mean, like I said, it isn't within that historic range, but way, way down. The flotilla of natural gas that was coming from the US over to Europe hopefully has provided at least some sort of temporary resolve. I'm not sure how permanent, you know, is that going to be extensive for a period of time? I don't, I don't know. European natural gas, we could see overall what has happened. We are at levels back, you know, early October timeframe. So, we need to get that back down. And my friends in Europe, let me know, are you still paying the extremely high prices? Because this has started to decline over the last couple of weeks. It has significantly declined, in fact. And you're just looking at the imports. Of course, they need to be importing a lot right now, and they need to be doing so hopefully at lower prices. So again, let me know in Europe where you're at and has the situation improved as it shows in the charts. Because if you're new to the Money GPS 
I get information directly from the source. Like, so I'm here to bring you the data. I'm an aggregator of data. Um, but if you look at the comment section, you know, you got to go through all, all the spam comments, but you will see people from all over the world that are sharing their information. Uh, to me, that's just incredible. I learned so much just from the comment section. Inflation rates, year-end forecasts. So this is uh, Q4 2021 and Q4 2022, the anticipation here. Looking at this right now, you can see everything from Spain and Italy all the way to Brazil and, and Russia and so on. And as expected, Argentina, you know, at the top of the list, Turkey, extremely high as well. I've been covering this for quite some time. When you note Argentina, I was talking about Argentina, you know, a decade ago. And I said, you know, looks like it's going to get worse and the, and the currency will be devalued significantly. And I remember the comments telling me, no, that's not the case. It's not going to happen. But you can't stop it. And that's the point of this video, is that you cannot stop this thing from happening. Oh, we're just going to do this action and that action. Don't worry, we're going to take care of it. I'm sure the central bankers in Argentina and the politicians said that same thing. Now, the United States isn't Argentina, at least right now. At one point, Argentina was doing very well. That's not the case today. Defaulting on debt and so on. The century bond. I don't know whose idea that was, but uh, obviously it wasn't so bad for a little while because investors were buying it up. But you can see the inflation rates and what has happened and the inevitable crisis that ensues. I thought this was interesting. It highlights what's happening today. Glamping on wheels is going to be even bigger in 2022. Overlanding is showing no signs of slowing. All different types of, they call it glamping, but I'm seeing people living in uh, their vehicles, living in RVs, um, you know, whether or not that's because of a lifestyle choice or, um, and so, I, yeah, I just don't, it's, it's a tough uh, subject. I had another article to show you. I'm not even going to show it to you, to be honest with you. It's in the links in the description. Just, it's hard times for some, and, and uh, unfortunately, it could get, could get worse for a lot of people. In fact, it probably, it, it will. I'm sorry, I'm not, I can't sugarcoat it. Um, okay, so you stayed until the end. Thank you for that. This right here is just one example of what some people are doing to reduce their food costs. I have shown this channel a hundred times and I will show it another hundred if I have to. This person, ha this guy hasn't even posted in two years. Okay, but it's One Yard Revolution. He lives in Chicago and grows all year round now that to me that's fantastic on its own that's why i always show this channel because okay there's a lot of gardening channels but specifically he grows all year round shows you what he does on the cheap it's all about as he says right here frugal and sustainable so um he's doing that has a backyard garden fairly standard backyard growing those crops to me fantastic uh, people can do it. It's easier. And you, you just start small. Start small and, and, and you grow from there. Those who don't prepare, whether it's growing a garden or whether it's having some level of storable food, hey, maybe uh, several bags of rice, some pasta, some beans, things that store for very long periods of time, um, even if you don't want to eat that stuff, just to have it just in case, um, 
me, it's just it's wise, more wise now than ever before. If you appreciate the information, hit that thumbs up button. Um, I want to know. I just want to know what you think about this type of information. I, I'm watching the views uh, and the subscribers declining. And, uh, you know, anyway.